Welcome everybody to your topic in focus. This month's topic has been mindfulness and uh, we are entering into the fourth week, the final stretch to complete this 30-day challenge. Uh, before we get into all of that, we are going to go to the positive quote from the positive hairstylist Carly Rowe. Hi guys. So this week's quote is, few of us ever live in the present. We are forever anticipating what is to come or remembering what is gone. And this is by Louis L'Amour. Wonderful. He, I looked him up. He's a American storyteller. He wrote about cowboys and the Old West, but then he also wrote a bunch of other stuff too. But Louis or Louis? Um, I'm sorry that I probably butchered your name, but... Looks like a Louis. Okay. Yeah. We're going to go with that. All right. So read it one more time. Few of us ever live in the present. We are forever anticipating what is to come or remembering what is gone. All right. So what do you take from that quote? I feel like this is just super relevant right now with everything that's going on with the virus um, and the pandemic that we're going through. It's really hard to not currently be living in the future when we don't really know, you know, what's going to happen 30 days from now with jobs or family members or, you know, whatever people are going through. I agree with you with what you're saying. And it's probably just as simple as that, right? Like, it ties into our mindfulness that we're talking about. It's sort of coincidental timing that we chose mindfulness in a time when people probably feel like they have the least amount of control in their lives than they've had in a really long time. Yeah. We don't know how long we're going to be in the stay-at-home order. We don't know if we're going to get any stimulus package from the government or how people are going to pay bills. Both your your job has been shut down. My job, I can do telehealth therapy but it's kind of cut in half. So we're trying to stay in the present moment and just focus on, you know, little activities we can do. And we we just got to work out in outside at the basketball court in our complex where nobody was. But you catch yourself in those little moments of wondering, like, what's going to be the effect of all of this, right? Totally. I've been doing it, you know, when we're eating dinner or whatever, at least once a day. And I've been playing the what if game. And it's been a real practice to like take myself out of that mind space and just be like, okay, there's nothing I can do right now. Like focus at this moment. Cause that's literally like all we have at the moment. Right. So. Yeah. We literally can't predict the future. We can't control the future. We can just control how we respond and react right now. So that kind of brings me to the next space with this is our 30 day challenge has been mindfulness meditation. And we've been trying to cultivate a meditation practice. We've been using the biofeedback program to actually get some objective data of how we're doing on some of it. We've been doing some meditations at the beach. We've been sort of just a couple of times we've been like, oh man, we forgot to do it. And we just do it for five minutes in the bed. But do you think at week three into this, that the way that you're reacting and the way that you're handling those thoughts and sort of being able to stay in the present moment has been changed at all by the three weeks of this practice that you've done? I do think so. It's still been really, really hard though. But I I mean, I guess that there has been some form of help probably without me realizing that it's from the mindfulness or from, you know, meditation. But now that I'm really sitting and thinking about it, probably. Yeah. I mean, do you think three weeks ago, you would have been less capable of coming back to the present moment? Or maybe let me ask you this instead, because this is one a key component of the mindfulness thing. Do you think that you're better at noticing that you've drifted off into those what ifs and then able to bring yourself back to just, I can't control that and I'm going to stay in the present? 
I do think so. That's like an easier one to kind of wrap my head around and like actually put like an example to because in the middle of the night, I'll wake up. My normal is to, you know, if I can't sleep or had a bad dream or something, I will wake up and stress about every single family member, every single thing at work, like everything that I could possibly grasp, big or small, like all relative, I guess. Um, And then I'll just lay awake. And lately, since we've been doing this practice, um, and I told you this the other day, I was kind of subconsciously not even realizing I was doing it. I would wake up, have those stressful thoughts like normal. And then I've been able to use the breathing technique that you taught me, um, especially like how you showed me with the biofeedback teaches you how to do it. So I've been able to control my breathing. And then that's been helping me fall asleep way quicker and kind of push those thoughts out. So that's been really cool. Yeah. You said that you just wake up and you focus all of your attention on your breath and you envision yourself kind of doing that circular type of breathing, like just a controlled, Mm -hmm. nice breathing. And then before you know it, you said you usually just end up falling asleep. Yeah. But you're able to notice you're having those crazy thoughts and then pull yourself out of it just to focus on the breath. Yeah. That's been huge for me. Yeah. Like a huge difference. And just from the 30 days, like if I even just learned that technique alone, like that would be worth it to me because that those stressful, you know, night thoughts like really get me most of the time. So right. that's been rad. Yeah. And I mean, what you said too, and like, so the way that I kind of reframe the question instead of, you know, have you been, do you think you, you're practicing mindfulness better, <laughs> yeah. but maybe the, it's the same question, but in the same way of, do you think you have more awareness of when you're off into those thoughts and that tape's playing under the surface mm-hmm. and, you know, we kind of drift off and we don't even know we're thinking, but it sounds like, at dinner time or whatever, there's there's a little more control and a little more awareness that you are. You don't have the ability to predict the future right now. Right. All that's going to do is get you worked up into a frenzy. It's not going to solve any problems. And so you just come back to, we've been putting on music and cooking yeah. dinners at home and just trying to do what we can to remain positive. Yep. I and think that's, that's great. great. The other thing real quick that I wanted to address too is this week with some of the craziness that's been going on and maybe being a little more glued to the news and social media and all that. I think we maybe actually practiced the meditation in the sense of sitting down and doing it a few times, but I think we've forgot a couple times too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just want to point to this too, is that mindfulness is not just like cultivating a mindfulness practice is not just sitting down and meditate. It's also bringing mindfulness to your everyday existence, which means a focus, like a, a concentrated focus on the tasks that you're doing or on the things that you're engaged in instead of we were just out working out at the court, right? And we could have been doing all the workouts we're doing and completely lost in our head about all the worry and all the other stuff. Or you can use the workout as a thing to ground you in the present where you really focus on all your movements and your breath and everything that you're doing, right? The other day, a couple of few days ago, um, early in the morning, we went and walked down on the beach. There was nobody around. It was really beautiful. It was really wide open. Never really seen the beach that empty yeah. before. And I did a little uh, mindfulness photography walk that I used to do where I just kind of engaged in the present on all my surroundings and just started kind of getting down on the ground and taking pictures of footprints and birds that I saw and different things. That in itself too grounds you in the present moment because I wasn't thinking about anything else in that moment. I was just enjoying what I was doing and the task at hand, right? I love that. And I was kind of doing that in my own way too. I was like running and just being a total five-year-old. And then there was on a separate time too, there was like dolphins out and I hadn't seen 
literally had not seen the horizon at the beach like that clear in so long. And the waves were still and me looking out at the dolphins and like just noticing like how still the water was, how clear the sky was, just all of that. Now that I think of it, like that in itself is more mindful than I usually ever am. Right. So you use a key word right there too, right? You were noticing all of these things. Mm -hmm. That's what we do with our thoughts in mindfulness too, is you notice your thoughts. You don't put judgment on them. You don't go, this is a bad thought. This is a good thought. Why am I thinking like that? That creates in itself its own anxiety, Mm -hmm. right? You just go, hey, I'm having a worrisome thought about the future. Oh, that's interesting. You look at it with some compassion. You you pay attention to it and then you let it go. The analogy that I've always loved that somebody taught me was if you picture a beach ball floating across the surface of a pool, if you grab onto that beach ball and continue to try to shove it underwater, it's going <laughs> to wear you out. It's going to tire you out. It's impossible. You can't shove it down and keep it under, right? But if you look at the beach ball, observe it. Oh, hey, there's a beach ball. It's red, it's yellow, it's white, got some blue on it. Eventually, that beach ball is just going to float on through. You don't have to do anything to force it away or kick it away. It will just move through. The wind will blow it by. And that's the same thing with our thoughts. And we have more access to be able to allow that. Every time that you get lost in thought and then you notice yourself looking at the dolphin, yeah, checking out the horizon, like you can really get deep into it and just paying attention to every little fine detail throughout your walks and your day. When you eat, I mean, people do a mindfulness practice where they chew raisins and they just slowly feel the textures and chew it and all that. So you can incorporate this in every moment of your life. And it's, I think, really extremely important in a time like this right now, right? I love that analogy. I don't think it's going back to the beach ball thing. I don't think I'd ever heard you say that. That's rad. And yeah. yeah, it's super important. And just us talking through this now, like I realize in the 30 days, almost 30 days, like that I think it has done more than I realized. Yeah. So that's rad. You're becoming more aware. Look at me. Look at you go. <laughs> so this is cool. I mean, yeah. who knows if anybody else has actually participated in this with us, but you and I are speaking to this and hopefully, you know, we'll we'll put a little bit more effort into the last week to actually sit down, do the biofeedback, get some more data, see if we've actually improved on a mm-hmm. uh objective level. Yeah. But otherwise, like we have our subjective experience right now that's saying that we're noticing ourselves staying calm in the middle of all this. Love it. All right. Well this has been your topic in focus. 